Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. We are in a study and looking at the practical, applicational parts of the book of Ruth. Not only have we learned and seen that it is a book about redemption, and aren't you thankful, if you know Christ is your Savior, that He was our kinsman redeemer. He bought us out of the slave market of sin. As we see Boaz redeeming Ruth, we're reminded of our own salvation. But as we look at the book, we've been talking about our need to make connections with other women like we see so beautifully portrayed in the book of Ruth with Naomi coming alongside and walking life with Ruth. We have talked the last two times together that there is a reason why we need to be able to have this kind of relationship with others because, first of all, we have something that other people need. We have a testimony that we can share our life as a Christian and sharing out of that, we can share our possessions and our time. And then the last time we were together, we talked about the fact that you and I need what other people have, and we have to humble ourselves to be able to invite ourselves into their life to listen, to ask good questions, and to learn from somebody else. But today, I want us to understand that we need to make a connection with another woman because the needs are so great. It's not just mothers who need this. It's not just middle-aged women who need this. They're in their midlife crisis, and so they need somebody to help them out, though that might be true. (laughs) We all need this kind of connection, all of us. And the needs are varied, and they are great. You know, society today is no longer structured just around the family. It used to be when a family uh, grew up, they grew up all in the same area. They were nurtured by mother, grandmother, great-grandmother. But that's not the case anymore. Our families are spread across the globe sometimes. And so for many people, the most important associations are their friends. Sociologists call this tribalization. And it's like each of us have become a part of a little tribe, a little tribe of a little circle of friends. And we kind of like staying in our little tribe. We're comfortable in our little tribe, and we don't want to get out of that little circle. But it's so important, based on the Word of God, that you and I extend ourselves outside of our little tribe, to other people. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, tells us that we are supposed to love strangers. We are to pull in people that might not be our closest friend. And of course, we remembered a couple of broadcasts ago that Titus chapter 2 commands that the older women are instructed to teach the young women how to love their husbands, to love their children, to be keepers at home, to be chaste, to be lovers of God. So how can we 
reach out to this group of people and who would they be? You know, we feel comfortable with our friends, but because we need to reach out and reach to the stranger that we do not know, we need to understand who those women are. Amy Carmichael made the statement that if I seek to attach a friend to myself so that others are caused to feel unwanted, I know nothing of Calvary love. It's easy for me to just pull my little friend into myself and it to be us two sitting together in church, us two going together for coffee and never extending ourselves to someone else. And it's a clear message to other women. This is our friendship. And if we make it seem that others are not invited, Amy reminds us that we don't know anything of Calvary love. Because Calvary love, Christ opens his arms to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you and I need to open our arms and see the need that is so great. Can I just remind us of who needs us? Who needs us to make a connection with them? What about young girls? Look at the little girls that are in your church, the little girls that live on your street, the little girls that may come to um, the soccer game that your other children are a part of or the, the baseball games. What little girl could you pour your life into? What little girl could you invite over to just say, bake some cookies and to read a Bible story book or to play a game with her or to have a more structured time like having a Bible club and all the while that you're together, you're showing her the love of Christ. You know, she'll be watching you. She'll be listening to you. And out of your life, you are pouring out to her the love of Jesus. Just a young girl. What little girl around you just needs you to extend yourself to her? You know, there's a lot of homes that maybe there isn't a mother there. Maybe the parents are divorced and the little girl's with her daddy and she needs a mother. Somebody that would just be that tender person to open up the scriptures and to pour into her life and also to tell her about the love of Jesus who died for her, that she could be saved as a little girl. Her heart is tender right now, and this could be the time of her salvation because you took the time to pour into her life. Another group that is very needy are teenagers, teenage girls. You know, a lot of times a teenage girl will tell a grandmother or an older mentor, things that she might have a hard time saying to her mom. So pour into her life. Just talk to her about perhaps when you and your husband were dating, how you came to the point of deciding that this was the man that you were going to marry. Tell her about how you found God's will for your life. Encourage her. Be a listener to her. Just spend time with a teenage girl. She needs you. And, you know, even maybe providing for her to be able to go to camp during the summer or to just be the 
kind of like a second mom, open your home to a teenager. And of course, another group of women would be an unsaved woman, someone who does not know Christ as their savior. Do you have a neighbor that's near you that you notice that when you're going to church on Sunday, their car is always there. And when you get back home, the car is still there in the, in the driveway. They haven't gone to church. And you know she needs the Lord. Why not invite her into your home and say, hey, could you just come over and let's just have coffee and talk to her. And while you're chatting and building a relationship, you could invite her to do a Bible study with you doing a woman after God's own heart or a Bible study on salvation so she can understand her need for the gospel. So can I ask you a question? With whom are you sharing the gospel? Is there somebody that you are burdened for, that you're praying for by name and asking the Lord to give you an open door to invite her in your home? A couple of sessions ago, I shared about an older woman who was a widow now and couldn't get out. And so every day she would get up and she would make a pot of coffee and she would thaw cookies from her freezer and let them just sit out on the counter and she would just pray that God would send somebody to her home. And it got to be her reputation that people knew she was waiting for someone to come in and visit and women would pour into her home because she was a great listener. She had such wisdom to share So even if you don't have a way to get out, you can invite others to come into your home and pour God's word, give the gospel, pour the word of God into a young woman, maybe a young mother who has just had another baby or um, a young woman who has many children. Maybe you could go into her home if you're able to lend a hand. Maybe she just needs some laundry folded. Maybe she needs somebody to help her to know how to discipline her children. Maybe she needs somebody to teach her. How do you find time for God's word when you're a busy mom? Young women need an older woman to come and pour into her life. And you know, another group of women that I'm a little partial to are pastor's wives. You know, she's a real person. Who is your pastor's wife? Or do you know another pastor's wife? You know, these are real women who have real longings for friendships, and they need encouragement. And whether you could believe this or not, they even like to have fun. (laughs) So why not invite your pastor's wife to go to lunch with you and realize that she needs your friendship, she needs your encouragement, she needs your prayers. And support her ministries that she is doing in your church. Encourage her. Pour some time into her. And of course, also, as we see here in the story of Ruth and Naomi, if you have a mother-in-law or if you have a daughter-in-law, those are two people that need encouragement as well. Bring your mother-in-law into your home and do something special for her or invite your daughter-in-law to go out to lunch with you. I love when we read in chapter 4 of Ruth, that the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which has not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loves thee, 
is better to thee than seven sons. Wow. Ruth loved Naomi so much that these women said, you know, she is better than if you had seven sons, which, of course, Naomi had two sons that had both died. And they said, how good the Lord has been to you to give you a daughter-in-law that loves you that much. So if you have a mother-in-law, as a daughter-in-law, you can love her, pray for her, encourage her, spend time with her. She birthed your husband. And that's a good reason to just be thankful for her. Spend time encouraging her. You know, the word merge means to run into one another or to intermix or intermingle. We're all familiar with the word merge when we are getting on the interstate. You have to merge into the right lane. Or sometimes when you're traveling down the interstate, it'll say construction ahead, merge left. Don't you just love that one car that stays in the right lane as long as possible. And then at the very last minute, when there's no more road in front of him, he waits to squeeze in to the traffic that has been patiently going at a snail's pace. You know what? Sometimes you and I as women, we wait and we wait and we wait to get in on this merging into somebody else's life. Can I just encourage you, don't miss out on the blessing of merging into the life of another woman. And could I just say, even as the sign says, merge now. There's an Irish saying that says you'll never plow a field by turning it over in your mind. That's so true. And you're never going to plow the field of meshing your life and making a connection with another woman by just thinking about it. Why don't you ask the Lord to help you to reach out even today and connect your life with somebody else. If you're a younger woman, reach out and ask an older woman to mentor you, to spend time with you and let you learn from her life. And if you're an older woman, who could you invite to join you in your life? Don't miss out. Right now is the time to merge into that lane of somebody else and make that connection that God put in our hearts that we crave and long for. Oh, what a difference you can make in someone else's life. Don't miss the blessing. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?